Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is September 27th, 2017. We have quite an esteemed guest with us today. His name is Dr. Harris Bram, and I'm going to let him do his own introduction because the list is so long that he probably will do a better job of it than I will relative to what he considers more important in his background. We're going to be talking about stem cell therapy for pain, and this is a subject matter that a lot of our listeners are have a lot of questions about, actually. So let's bring him on now. Hello, Dr. Harris-Bram. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Tell us, where did you start out and why? Well, I'm... Oh, so I'm 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 an anesthesiologist by training, and I uh, I trained in uh, Philadelphia at Hahnemann, which is now Drexel, and I did a pain fellowship. Um, anesthesia at that time was a very interesting field, but um, in the in the early 90s, pain management was uh, was it was in its infancy uh, in in America, and I decided to do a fellowship in pain, and from there um, I was hired to be the pain director at a local hospital in New Jersey. Uh, and then I and then I branched out from there, and I developed my own um, my own practice. And I'm interested in pain because um, there there are so many people that uh, when I was coming out in training that are in pain and that were having problems. And it was a new field; it was an exciting field with some new technologies that were coming out. And I wanted to be try to come in on this uh, in this field at the at the ground floor. And that's why I went into uh, pain management. And now you're really at the cutting edge. Yes. Now, now it's uh, now we're getting into a new phase in medicine altogether. There's a lot of new phases in pain me- pain medicine. Um, we had an era, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners have seen, that with with pain medications, that that there was a big push that we have to try to take care of of, of pain with medications. Now it's gone just the opposite. Now we're trying to restrict the medicines um, as much as possible because we've seen the potential damages and addiction and death. Uh, from mm-hmm. these me- from from these medicines. So, but now we're looking for other alternatives. People are looking for holistic approaches, alternatives, and that's that's where we're getting into with regenerative medicine. And 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 and, and this uh, discussion is about uh, stem cell therapy, which is basically using your your own body to help repair damaged tissue. Now that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting as opposed <laughs> to because patients. When you're when you're giving a patient, I, and I and I'm an interventional um, 
pain specialists. And so when we're doing injections, a lot of the injections that we do involve um, steroid medications. And they, and they, do, have, they do have side effects, um, all the medicines that we, that we inject. And most of them, are, are, it's not very high, but things do happen. But here, the beauty of regenerative medicine, especially stem cell, and um, there are, there are, there's a, another uh, modality, a treatment called uh, PRP or platelet-rich plasma, the beauty of these types of injections is that we're, you're using your own uh, body resources to repair damaged tissue and areas and uh, decrease pain. And that's the, that's the whole beauty of um, these types of regenerative treatments. Would you explain to our listeners how you get the stem cells? Sure. So stem cells, um, everybody has stem cells. And what a stem cell is, is, is let's start from, let's start, it, it, to make it simple, we'll start from um, when you have a, uh, uh, someone who's pregnant and they have the embryo, and, and the embryo is developing um, different tissues, and they develop from stem cells. That a stem is a cell that goes to, let's say, bone, or it goes to uh, cartilage or blood. So a stem cell is a cell that can can, develop, can go into different directions. So for so those that's embryonic. What we deal with is mesenchymal. Uh, stem cells. We're taking stem cells from the patient. Now, where do we get the stem cells from? Well, we well everybody has stem cells, and and the supplies that we take for that we use to derive the stem cells are either from fat, and from fat would be from the abdomen or from the flank. The other place you can get the stem cells is from is from the bone marrow. And so the way we we draw, we we get these out is by um, uh, using a needle to aspirate or to to draw these cells out. And then we spin them down, concentrate them, and then we inject them into the um, the, the damaged area. It might be a knee, a hip, uh, an ankle. But it's your own it's your own body material that we're that we're uh, getting this material from. Don't you find it interesting that it already exists in your body, yet we're taking it out, and we're putting it back in again? <laughs> correct. 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 Well, it's kind of a little confusing well, I was, there. Right. So, so this is. It was very confusing to me, which is why I did. I did not get into this. For this, this is a young field. It really is relatively young. It's really taken off in the last several years. But when the history of the stem cell, this is what um, was always fascinating to me. When I was an anesthesiologist, we you a bone marrow transplant is giving somebody stem cells. Okay. So let's say you have. God forbid you have leukemia, and they have to treat you with a bone marrow transplant. So what they do is they use chemotherapy, radiation, and they blast you where your your marrow is basically um, uh, not dead, but it's not producing anymore. And then you're taking a match, which is bone marrow, which is stem cells. They're getting out of a, out of a person, somebody else, a match, and they're putting mm-hmm. it into you intravenously in an IV. And from that, all of a sudden your body starts recharging up, and it, it and making and making its own red cells and white cells and platelets. So it's fast. It was always fascinating to me, like how 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 do these people figure it out? And these are these are a, a breed of scientists. Um, I think particularly immunologists that 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 figure this out. And, it, and it's fascinating that how, why would why would this cause you to to start growing these new cell these new cells? And um, and it was fa- and so it's kind of fascinating. So it's fascinating to me that you can you can take these these cells and you can inject them and you can and you can pot- and you can repair tissue. 
Now, by repaired tissue, I don't mean that if somebody has a very badly arthritic knee, you're going to inject these, and their knee's going to come out like um, a 16-year-old. It, does, it doesn't do that. But what it does is it recruits, it recruits the stem cells. When you inject the stem cells, um, the theory is, is that it recruits um, it draws stem cells, your other stem cells from your body into that into that area, and that's really it's really fascinating. It helps repair things, and it helps to decrease and it helps to decrease pain, and that's the big one. Uh, more than than anything is to decrease the pain and make you you more mobile. And and I'm seeing that um, what's really fascinating is that as our population is getting is getting older and you mm-hmm. see patients with 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 knee problems particularly um and 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 the doctors they don't like to do knee replacements until you're until it's really bothering you usually because knee replacements only last so long and then you have to have a replacement a, a, a replacement and and then you have to do the physical therapy and the pain of the procedure and what patients are are saying to themselves they're saying, listen, if there's an alternative where I can potentially avoid surgery and feel better, mm-hmm. this is something that I I would like to uh, I would like to pursue, and it's it's really fascinating. It really is. How long has the stem cell technology um, existed now? It's been uh, ten for, years, or yeah, I would I, I would say really I would say the real experience the real explosion has been within the last within the last within the last decade. The, again, the stem cell technology itself, for not for not just in general, has really been around. I think in this in the seventies, where again this is where we're getting into where they're figuring out about about the stem cells. Mm-hmm. I think it actually may go back into the fifties. But for for pain, it's really in the in, in the in the last in the last decade where it's really started to make um to make some uh move movement mm-hmm. and um and especially people are hearing more about it because you hear about the athletes that they're they're getting stem cells or some kind of regenerative procedures being done um to to help um so that that they'll heal faster and be able to to get back out onto the field or to the court um to play you know as soon as possible hmm. interesting Really interesting. Why don't you give us a, a case study of a patient and um, what you've done for them? Okay, so so uh, the um, the most recent patient I had, he was a, he was a gentleman. He had um, significant hip arthritis, um, and and he want and he and he needed he needed a hip replacement. Um, he was not interested in going through the surgery or the or the physical therapy, um, and um, and he had tried um, I think chiropractic, physical therapy. He had tried medications. I believe he had also had um, uh, uh, steroid injections as also, which is common for arthritis. That they'll do some kind of steroid injection or other type of. Um, uh, uh, injection into into the into the joint, and I I typically tell the patients that I like them to try the standard med- medical uh, treatments first. I don't move just to to um, regenerative medicine unless it's somebody who's an athlete or somebody who, uh, let's say, um, it, it, because their business needs to be try to get as mobile as soon as possible. And one of the reasons for that is um, I know I'm going off the subject a little bit, but just, just so you can understand my pro- my thought process is that I like, because regenerative medicine is not covered by insurance. So I like them to try the, these things first. And if that works, then they avoid the regenerative procedure. But let's say that they say, look, 
I'm, they're up to the point where they, they can have a regenerative procedure or they don't, or they don't want to do uh, standard treatment. They want to try this first. Okay, I'm, I'm agreeable as long as they, 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 under, they understand that a regenerative procedure is, exper- is experimental. So, the yes. pa- so this, this, this patient came in. He, you know, we discussed it. We discussed the pros, the cons. There's really very little. Again, in the in the cons, there's very little. There's very little because we're we're, we're injecting your own material back in. So there's real. So basically, that you can anytime you put a needle in the anywhere in the body, you can have bleeding, infection. There really is no allergic reaction, um, but it comes down to it'll help you or. Or it won't, or, or it may help you, and probably, and and I'm screaming pretty carefully. It probably is going to help you, but again, nothing is life is guaranteed, no matter what what you have done in medicine, and they have to understand that. So this particular gentleman, he understood, he wanted it done, and we, um, and so what what happened is in the in my in my office, I have a procedure suite. We take we take the we we take the we we after we have the patient sign the consents. Um, basically, I take the the stem cells out of the uh, out of the fat. We numb we numb up the area with some local anesthetic just below the uh, umbilicus or belly button, and then using special needles, we draw out a certain a certain um, 50, 40 or 50 cc's of fat, and um, it's it's really a, a, a fairly painless procedure because we we use a fair amount of numbing medicine in the area, so it's like a mini liposuction essentially. Um, and then we take that we take that um, material, that fat, and using a, a, our centrifuge, we spin it down. Uh, we concentrate it to to a much smaller amount, and the and the amount for him was um, was about eight cc was about eight cc's or so. Not not a lot of material. Um, and then with uh, using an ultrasound to help me guide where I was going to put the the medication, um, we we sterilely prepared the patient. We numb up his skin, and then we we guided the needle into the hip joint, injected the medication. He goes home about um, about 15 minutes afterwards. The procedure itself takes about um, oh, roughly um, it's 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 under an hour. And um, he went home, and um, he did, he did fine. He did fine for the procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 stem cells don't work right away. It's not something where you're going to go for surgery and they're going to repair something, and boom, you're 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 feeling pretty good afterwards. It takes time. It takes sometimes it takes it, it really does take several weeks. It, you see a gradual um, improvement um, with it with the um, with the procedure. So it so that's one thing you have to understand about stem cells, regenerative procedures, whatever it might be. It these things do take time. Uh, for this gentleman, he got he got about a year or so um, relief with it, and then we went back and um, and repeated we repeated it again. Um, again, with regenerative medicine, it's uh, it's not one and done. It's it's it can help mm-hmm. you for a period of time, but um, you know this was this. Um, but it's never it's gonna you know again it's not gonna make things pristine and new again. It helps, but it it does it does take time. Well, that's interesting. I was under the impression that once you had one of these procedures, then you were good to go. But um, you know, even even if it lasts a year, that that's pretty good. Right, and 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 you know, sometimes less, sometimes more. I mean, sometimes these the the you know some of these patients um, that I've seen. I mean, the the I have one patient um, whose whose knee was. I mean, I've never. I I couldn't even tell what the anatomy was. He was in a horrible accident out of the country as a kid, and I could even. I've never seen anything like it. And he had surgery, got an infection. 
um, and then they had to do what's called a flap, a muscle flap. It was completely messed up, and the only procedure that he it, that he had uh, had that that helped him was a regenerative medicine uh, procedure. And um, he was going, um, I think, out to Utah to have these done. And then I started seeing him. Uh, he found me locally in New Jersey, and um, we've been, we've been treating him. And um, he's he's it, it does maintain him. He for this gentleman, it's unfortunate he doesn't have any other options. But it is a uh, he uh, for example he doesn't he can't do other surgeries or steroid injections. Um, it's just really not an option for for various medical reasons. But this procedure does um, seem to, to to help him and to hold him for a period of time. Well, that's that's great. And do you think because he's younger, it also works better? Um, it that 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 that's a possibility. Um, um, but but I think that you know it's but in my the patients that I treat predominantly. Um, are are older at this stage. They're they're in the you know the sixty the sixty sixty five plus range more than more than the younger. That's just the population that I'm that that's attracted to my to my um, to my practice. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it 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 may be. I can't really say that with um, complete yeah, confidence. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be I'd be curious if stem cells are more potent when you're younger versus when you're older. When you're older, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a study, you know, that I'm aware of that, 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 shows, that, that shows that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the thing with stem cells is you, you, in America, uh, I can't say for the rest of the country, in America you have to, you have to use your own, you're using your own stem cells. You're, you can't, in mm-hmm. other words, if you're, you can't use stem cells from somebody else injected, that's not, that's not allowed uh, oh, okay. in America. You can only it has to be from the from the person, um, okay. and uh, that's 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 really from the, the FDA is not going to let you you know do something else do use somebody else's stem cells. I guess that's why some parents will keep their children's stem cells well, when I, they're born. Well, it's it's more for I think it's more for. I think that's more um not so much for for for, for pain but more for um uh, potential um, disease disease yeah potential disease I think it, it, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's, that, that's what that's what it's for and they probably I think when they freeze it it only lasts like maybe 10 years I think yeah, that's so, it. so right so so that right it only it so so these things only have i think i think they only, i agree i think they only have a, a certain shelf life there are people that are using different products um that you can use they're 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 calling them stem cells i wouldn't say that they're using amniotic fluid there are people there are people that use amniotic fluid that they inject into joints uh mm. there's placenta placental matrix okay they My these goodness. do have Yep. So these do that. You the, the people are doing this. You uh, across the country. These do. They're calling it stem cell. What what I would say is I, I I don't classify it as a stem cell, but these what my feeling about these these different technologies is it does drive stem cells to the area, but but I would not call it. But I think it's a misnomer to say that th- no, this is a stem cell like a mm. taking it from the fat or the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are, but there are, you know, there are some, you know, other, I guess, other options uh, for people out there, if they don't want to use, for example, their fat or their or their bone. There is, there is, an, there is an option, you know, that you can, um, that 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 they can, uh, that they can go to. 
uh, I know that what you were saying about you can take stem cells from an individual's fat or you could take it from their bone marrow. Correct. Is one stronger than the other? Does one last longer than the other? I, I would I would say, in my experience, the answer will be no. I, I would okay. say that they're both they're both. I, I would say either either way either way that you go. Now I will say that if you look up online, there the the FDA has been um, they're deciding whether the stem cells. This is this is technical. I won't go into all the the details of this, right. but they're trying to decide whether stem cell from fat is considered a drug. If it's considered a drug, it could limit what you can what you can do with it. Um, it, it, it it's it's, a te- it's it's how the FDA is going, and they haven't made a decision yet. So if they do that, it might be that you're just going to be restricted to deriving it from the um, the bone marrow. I don't know what they're going to do with the oh. bone marrow, but there there's been a question that they're going to say, even though it's your stu- it's your material, it's your fat, but where you're injecting it is not where it's naturally. Uh, resides, in, let's say, in, in a hip joint or or a or a knee or a shoulder. So they're 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 probably going to within I would I would think within the next year or so make a dis- determination what this comes out as. If it comes out as a drug, then it's going to kind of that's a little bit of a game changer for fat for sure. Why would they even go down that path? Have there been lawsuits or anything? I don't I don't, I don't uh, get it. Y- yeah. So so. Yes. So, so here's the, the the thing with stem cell is, is that it it is invest it's under investigational or experimental. There's no guarantee, there, uh, and it, it's it's in a it's I I would say it's kind of a little bit in a gray zone, and people are if you read the paper, people have done some injections in certain areas, that um, they've had some bad they've had some bad results. Um, there's been a there's been some article there was I think an article in the New York Times Wall Street Journal. Um, and um, the the FDA has um, has has stepped in, and um, it's yeah. So there there are there are quite there are some you know this there okay. are some questions about it, and and mm-hmm. the, you know this is this is what happens in you know in an industry that's not completely regulated. You know people say well you know if it works for this maybe it'll work for that, and then it mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. and then things things don't go you know, the way, the way you want it to. And that's, and then I the get, FDA yeah. step again. Yep. Gotcha. Um, hmm. And, and, and it's, listen, it's in the end is first in the end, you know, they're, they're, you know, the government is looking for, you know, they're, they're looking for safety. They want people to be safe. They want things, mm-hmm. you know, they want, they don't want, they don't want people to get infections and bad things to right. happen. And, you know, and, and so this, I don't think it's a bad thing that they're getting involved. True. I agree. How expensive is it? So a stem cell procedure, um, I can't say across the country. It's gonna, but in my area, usually runs between four to four to five thousand dollars. So it's it's not it's not it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, now now there is a an alternative. There again, there's there's an alternative, which is platelet rich plasma, which is which is a different type of procedure where you're taking the drawing somebody taking their blood and spinning that down to the platelets the platelets in blood are are reparative factors they're what's help help um take care of cuts 
uh, when somebody has a cut to, to stop the, the bleeding. These are the, these are the, the cells that go there to to uh, create help right. create a clot clot. Mm-hmm. So what you do is play the so that's a cheaper procedure. What we do is we spin the blood down 50 or 60 cc's down to about seven cc's to about to about so let's say 12%, 13% of that, and inject that into a, a knee or a hip or a, or a joint. Um, and, and that's a cheaper procedure. That typically runs about $750 to $800. Uh, again, these are, these are um, they're, they're, they're not cheap procedures. Right. But on the flip side, if you look at what your deductible, the deductibles are this, this, now, you know, I mean, if you're going to, Very you know, high. Mommy, my mm-hmm. de- correct, my deductible's in the thousands, I think, already. And so yes. I said, well, you know, I, I have to pay the deductible anyways if I'm going to, you know, have, um, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, whatever's going to happen. It so doesn't that matter what it down, is. Down, down. Right. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going you're gonna, to. So, so it is, again, it is, it's, it's not cheap, um, but it is it is an alternative. Um, the question I always get it, that people always ask say, well, well, it, when is it going to be approved by the insurance carriers? They're they're not going to until it, it, until you have enough research to show efficacy. It's it's never going to be approved. And there are, there are different studies going on, but but as far as the insurance carriers are concerned, uh, Medicare included, all insurance carriers, it is um, experimental. That being said, I mean there are major institutions, um, orthopedic institutions that, that do the, that, you know, you can look online uh, in New York and other places across the country that offer these types of procedures, which is very, which is very nice and very, um, you know, is, is very promising that these major, major league institutions, very well known, are offering these types of, um, of procedures to their patients. Um, actually, I had a patient who had a, um, an ankle Type surgery from a major institution in New York, and and they and they and to help um, expedite the the patient wanted everything possibly done to help uh, make sure things were going to heal correctly, and the surgeon apparently said, well, you know, we can't do stem cell, we can't do PRP there, and he, you know, he paid extra to have that done. He wanted he wanted everything done to make sure that he would have the best chance at a favorable result. Um, so it's good. My point is that it's good that these major institutions, not just um, small places uh, out out in the backwoods somewhere, are doing these procedures, but major institutions are offering these these types of uh, modalities, these types of treatments. Interesting. Really interesting. Where do you see the future headed with stem cells? If we just if we just take the FDA out of it, what, okay, what would so, be the upside potential? Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think that you know, if if they can, if we can really, again, if again, let me let me take one step back. I mean, it just fascinates me. It always has that, you know, with the leukemia or the lymphoma patients, that you were able to give this this material intravenously and recharge your system. So the question is, you know, people are using, you know, can can we re, can we repair other parts of the body, such as um, people with COPD or emphysema? There are people who are doing it for that. I'm not, I don't do that, but I know there are people out there that do that. Um, oh, they're doing it for that. They're thinking about for diabetes. Can you? Can we? Can it? Can is there some way of you know? Can we do it for the the um, the pancreas? Can we? Um, you know. Uh, can we can we help repair the pancreas? The one I'm personally interested in is for like, um, tr- and it has been done. Again, there are there are risks to these things, but for traumatic brain injuries, and that would be in. Can you? What if we inject it into the cerebral spinal fluid, and can we help 
um, people with traumatic brain injuries. And, we're, and that mm. one's actually, it's very fascinating because um, not just in America, but with our soldiers, you know, is this, it could this mm-hmm. possibly be a treatment for our soldiers coming back, you know, they, they're, they're get the, um, they're, 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 they're at war, they're involved, you know, with head trauma. Can, can this be something that can be done? Can it be, is this something that can be done, you know, again, think of for head trauma also for, um, um, this is, again, this is not a great example, but, uh, but it's for, for people who play sports, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things going on with, with the football players. This is something that might, you know, might, might aid them. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that, that look, you know, great for the, for the future, but, but again, you know, we have to, we will have to see how things, how things go, but, but those are the areas I think, um, especially for diabetes, for, um, for, for the lung, for, for COPD and for, and for, uh, um, uh, brain injury, um, you know, uh, hopefully that's, it's something that, you know, that we'll, we'll see more research and that we'll see positive mm-hmm. results in the future. Yeah, that would be great. Just great. Yeah, it's, so it, your, I, it's exciting. What's your advice for patients um, that, you know, are thinking about having a stem cell procedure or they're going through it? Is there any uh, preparation beforehand relative to um, nutrition, medications, anything of that sort? Well, the the only I mean, the, for again for these for these procedures, uh, my personal advice is for the is for the patients. I, I the way I practice again, I like them to try the traditional things first. And why? Because we have the research. We know what what will what should work or what does have results. As opposed to again, stem cell ha, is is experimental. So the way the way I think, I want you to try the traditional things. Except again, if you're an athlete, if you're you know something like Kobe Bryant, and you need to get back on the court quickly, um, okay, then this might be something that you're gonna that you'll you'll skip all the way to the front, you know, skip everything and go to the front to try that. So I like to try you know the traditional things. In terms of looking for a doctor, you know, you want you want to get a, a doctor hopefully that you know has a, um, you know mm-hmm. a good reputation. Um, if if the doctor, I would say this, I would be wary of any doctor who's going to guarantee. You can't again with with these procedures; they're experimental. You cannot guarantee success with them. And mm-hmm. if a doctor tells you, "Hey, listen, my success rate is 100 percent," it's just not. It's just not. It's just not the truth. So you know, be a little bit wary in those in those situations. You know, um, you know, do your you know do your research. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's, and that's what's important, you know, um, and hopefully you'll, um, you know, you'll find, you know, the right person, um, you know, that will do these procedures. That being said, I will say that, you know, you know, with patients, you know, I, I am, I try to be cautious in, 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 in my selection of the patients because mm-hmm. I want them to have, I want them to have a good result. They are spending, they are spending money and want them to get the, you know, the biggest bang for their buck. Um, and I try to, you know, be careful, you know, with screening them, you know, trying to get, you know, make sure that they're appropriate, you know, um, for the, um, for the procedure. So as a patient, how many years experience would you recommend they look for in a physician that does this sort of procedure? Uh, you know, I don't think I don't think that I don't think that they they need you know you need somebody with like five years, three years. I mean, it's not from from a technical standpoint. It really it's really simple, fairly simple from 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 my from my, in my view. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you just want somebody that you know that that's crowd, you know that 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 is you know that um, that that again that 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 is credible. You know when when you meet them and and you talk to them. I don't think there's a necessary amount of years that that they have to okay. have. It may be it may be somebody that's that's very young, just finished training. That's fu- that's fine. I think that I think the big thing is you know you meet the doctor, you like the doctor, he gives you the pros mm-hmm. and cons. And the big mm-hmm. thing is, you know, if they're guaranteeing you a result, that's that. In my opinion, that's just not um, a good sign. I, I had a patient yesterday um, that needed um, um, n- nothing to do with stem cell, but they, that needed a, a spine surgery. And um, somebody said to, said, you know, she went to a particular um, outfit, and they said, well, you know, we're, we have a uh, 97% success rate. And so I told the patient, you know, that's just not. I don't think that's a credible number, you know, for this, for mm-hmm. the type of surgery that they're, that you're looking for. And, you know, so you want to be maybe a little bit, you know, wary of that. The other thing that's very important is that if you, if you go to somebody and they say, listen, you know, we're doing, we, we would like you to enroll you in a, in a research project, you know, for a particular injection, a particular area, uh, that let's just, <clears throat> let's just say they have pain in some, some area and they want to do, and we're gonna we're gonna put you into a research project. And would you would you be willing that we you know we'll do this procedure for that? And then the patient says yes. For research, if it's research, if they're charging you money, that's really not legitimate. In other words, if it's if it's research, usually these things are these things are free, are very mm-hmm. very very minimal. If they're charging you five thousand dollars to be in research, that's just I would not consider that legitimate. Um, yeah. that's just not, that's not someplace that you want to be having things done. So again, you know, you know, just, 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 you know, do your, do your research, you know, make sure, you know, that, you know, speak with the doctor, at, you know, um, make sure he answers all your questions and, and, um, and just, and, and again, just realize that it is experimental. It is investigational. Um, but it, it, it has upsides, but nothing in life is guaranteed, whether, again, for this or for any other procedure in medicine. Very well said. <laughs> no. uh, so that's well why I told my patients. Well, that's why I told my patients. Whatever I do, any type of procedure, you know, that's what I always tell them. Listen, uh, it, it's like if you go for back surgery, let's say you go to the back surgery. I told my patients, listen, you can go to the greatest back surgeon in the world. He will not, or he should not, ever say to you, "I guarantee you're going to get better," because things happen. You get infections. That, you know, something's different with your anatomy that they didn't anticipate. So again, it's medicine. Nothing's ever, you can never guarantee anything. We're looking for the best results. That's what we're, we're in the business of doctors is try to help patients get good results. But, you know, that things, you know, are going to go the way that we, we, we hope that they're going to go. Mm, yeah, it's so true. Every individual's chemistry is different. Right. That's None correct. of us are the same. That's why they have all the studies and all the statistical That's data. That's correct. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think we've covered a great deal. No, I think um, the only thing I would I would say is that for for again I, I just touched on it PRP as opposed to stem mm-hmm. cell PRP mm-hmm. PRP is a cheaper alternative and sometimes you know um, I'll I'll tell the patient listen we can try the PRP first it is a cheaper alt- alternative if that doesn't work for you then we go then we can we can go to the stem cell um, oh, that's and, good. and 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 um, you know I don't. I don't want to, you know, um, if somebody doesn't have the means, 
you know, for so for somebody to lay out four to five thousand dollars, you know, it's you know we have to try to be reasonable about this, and the patient has to be reasonable. I don't want them to spend five thousand dollars and then not have, God forbid, food on their table or not able to get close for their kids or or whatever they need to do or or pay for tuition. So go, you know, try try that. You know, if you know, sometimes I'll just say let's try the cheaper alternative. It doesn't mean it's a bad alternative. It's a good alternative. Um, Try this first. If this doesn't work, let's let's move on. And a lot of times I'll go, I'll, I'll do that, not because they don't have the means, but again, I'm taking in mind that this is out of po- mm-hmm. out of pocket expense. And if the and if the cheaper what's cheaper works, it doesn't mean it's worse. If it works, let's try. You know, then then you then you know you, we may have saved several thousand dollars. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. Um, if it doesn't, let's move. You know, let's move to the stem cell. As you can tell, I'm I'm not a salesman because if I was, I would just say let's do the stem cell and not and not look at any alternative. And yeah. you know, I tell the and that's what I tell the patients. You know, and I actually had a patient tell me that he goes, you know, you're you're a horrible salesman. I said I'm not a salesman. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and, and you know, if I was a salesman, yeah, I could I could sell you on the on the five thousand. Let's skip everything else. But that's not that's not what I do, and that's not how I think, and that's not my philosophy. It's let's tr- let's 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 you know, try to get the best result, mm-hmm. you know, and be effective and um, um, with with your money uh, and try to get the best result. Well, that's great. That's just great. Why don't you tell our listeners how you can be reached, and then if you have a website that they can go to as well. Sure, sure. So, so I'm in New Jersey, and um, my mm-hmm. telephone number, my office number is seven three two seven two zero zero two four seven, and um, my my practice is is um, NJ Pain Care Specialist, and the uh, website is www.njpcs.org. And, um, you know, we're, um, if they need an appointment, they can call. I do see patients from, from out of state. Um, and, you know, and, and if need be, I talk to them before they, they make their trip out to make sure that, you know, everything's, uh, that, that, that we're in agreement with whatever we're looking at doing. Uh, I don't want to get. I don't want to waste somebody's money uh, coming out to mm-hmm. see me, and then we're not going to be doing anything. I want to get all you know as much information before they they walk through the door. Thank you, Dr. Harris Bram. You've been really informative, and I wish you, you. Um, well with your practice. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. Thank you for thank you Bye-bye. for having me on. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another great show for you. Meantime, be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? The entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise Messenger and her guest. It's not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's not medical advice. 
We're sharing knowledge and information from our guest and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and a partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration.